Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into a Thursday edition of Sports Scene ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch, talk some sports. Bennett is our producer today. You know what's really weird? Yesterday, somebody called the show and said, gee, Steve, what do you think Nick Saban's next move is? And I said, well, he'd be great on college game day. Hello? He's on college game day. No brainer. I mean, I, I thought that was going to happen as soon as he retired. Mr. Mr. Media himself, Nick Saban, going to be a part of the media. I find that Highly ironic, but obviously with his know-how and everything, uh, really good. Uh, Other things to pass along. Florida State has filed a motion to dismiss a lawsuit that's been filed by the ACC in their, you know, between the two, Florida State wanting to get out. Um, Florida State is saying in the lawsuit it's flawed. Uh, a lot of legalese in it. Um, but FSU is also saying if the court doesn't dismiss it, they've asked to issue a stay on the suit in favor of the lawsuit filed against the ACC in Leon County. They argue the Florida action is the broader and more comprehensive action. That's way past my pay grade. My law firm is Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, This is interesting, too. The SEC commish, Greg Sankey. Remember, I said to you, and if you heard Dennis Stopp from CBS Sports yesterday, when the SEC and the Big Ten had that sort of partnership, it was like, oh, boy. Well, Sankey said this was in response to a need for leadership that can, quote, introduce some new perspective, new ideas, some new thinking, or maybe even more important, help cut through the bureaucratic tape we face so often in college athletics. But he says the relationship is not meant, not meant to circumvent the NCAA wants to create a more streamlined approach to identifying solutions to college football's biggest issues. Well, here's my question. If that's the case, Commissioner, if if Greg Sankey were sitting right next to me, I would say to him, then if you're doing this for, quote, college football's biggest issues, unquote, then why are there only two conferences involved? Don't the other conferences have something to say about college football's biggest issues? I guess not. Um, he says that he sought this this out after he was frustrated by a lack of progress during the college football playoff meetings and with the Division One Council, which meant which met last month. So we'll see. Feinbaum called it an alliance in the interview. Uh, and he said, we can't use that word. This is Sankey. 
Um, he said, Sankey, some of his relationships were harmed because Texas and Oklahoma came into the league. Um, but he says he still wants to work with the NCAA. Okay. We'll see. Uh, on the show today, if all goes according to Hoyle, the coach, Herm Edwards, will talk Super Bowl and NFL. Then, my good friend, Monty Tao. Of course, Monty played for that championship team with Norm Sloan at NC State. Coached here in basketball. He's now coaching Oak Hall. Boys, they're in the district game, district tournament game tonight. We'll talk about his team. The voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly here, top of the 1 o'clock hour. And then Amanda O'Leary is here uh, because Gator Lacrosse kicks off its season. So those are our guests for today. Today is our final show of the week. So let's get cracking and let's hear from you. 3928255, email srussell at wruf.com. How about this? SEC baseball preseason coaches poll. They pick Arkansas to win the league. That's a place the Gators have to go to in the season. Arkansas got the most votes. LSU got the second most votes. Florida got the third most votes. The Gators picked to win the regular season in the East. The order of finish, Florida, Tennessee, Vanderbilt, South Carolina, Kentucky, Georgia, and Missouri. In the West, Arkansas, LSU, Texas A&M, Alabama, Auburn, Ole Miss, and Mississippi State. Again, Arkansas got nine votes for champion, three for LSU, two for Florida. Preseason first team loaded with Gators. Jack Caglione at first base. Cade Curlin at second base. Colby Shelton at shortstop. Two, three-fourths of the Gator infield, all SEC. That's pretty good. And then the Brandon Neely as a relief pitcher. And here is something that I'm sure has happened before, but I can't remember the last time. Making the uh, second team, Jack Caglione. He made the first team as a first baseman. He makes the second team as a starting pitcher. Pretty cool. He's the only Gator on the second team. So there you go. Don't forget tomorrow, link to Pink Gator Gymnastics meet. Arkansas is here tonight. Florida women's basketball, you can hear the game here. Arkansas is in town for that uh, as well. Um, so a lot going on. Uh, okay, let's get to see me some emails, and I hope that uh, we'll get some calls here. BB says, why don't you convince Dick Mondells to provide a free hamburger and fries for the winner of this contest he proposes? The closest guess, I'm going to ask you this. This could be fun. The closest guess to how many times Taylor Swift is shown during the Super Bowl game, not pregame or postgame. In case of a tie, the tiebreaker being the total number of points scored in the game. How many times do you think in the Super Bowl, Bennett, Taylor Swift Get show. <laughs> After every Kelsey catch, at least. Yeah. I would say 
around eight or ten. Eight or ten. Okay. All right. Uh, we could have some fun with this today. Also today, because it's the last show of the week, who's your Super Bowl winner? I want to get a little sports scene poll here. Who wins the Super Bowl? Tell me why. Um, I'll give you uh, the higher, uh, to Bennett's point, the higher scoring the game for the Chiefs, the more times she's shown. Uh, yeah, that's a pretty good number. I, I like that. About eight. Yeah, I like that number. Um, cause I don't, I don't know that this is going to be a, it could be. I mean, because look, what is the strength of both of these teams? The Chiefs had not played well offensively till late. 49ers can score. So you would think there'd be some, you know, some points scored here. Uh, John says, listens every day from Texas. Yeah. Dallas Fort Worth. Thank you, John, for, or, or Mike and that. Says, uh, Napier reminds me a lot of a coach we used to have here, the Cowboys, Jason Garrett. Doesn't matter how long he talks, they don't really say anything. I didn't learn a whole lot from Napier's presser. He was lobbed softballs, hit a lot of the buzzwords, and left me with a lot of questions. Fingers crossed for next year, but who knows. Mike, I did a little thinking. I went back and listened to the entire presser. Here's part of the problem. I think that Gator fans have. And I'm not hating on him when I say this, but he's not a dynamic speaker. Let's just be honest about it, right? He's not going to go and, you know, be orator of the year. He's not. But if you sift through, he did tell you how he is reorganizing his staff. He did tell you what coach, for the most part, was going to do what, that was enlightening. He had to sift through it, but he kind of went through the coaches and said, he's going to be coaching this, he's going to be the secretary of this, he's going to be, you know, and what he didn't say specifically was if he would give up offensive coordinator duties, and I've said this and I continue to say it, I don't think he's going to do that. I think he will be the play caller. Somebody else might be the offensive coordinator. He, I believe, is going to be the play caller. So that's what I gleaned out of it. And I also gleaned out of it that he he thinks this is the best team he's had since he's been here because it is an older group. All right. Let's get uh, Bernard here. Bernard, hello. Steve, uh, the fans should be happy, Steve. I thought a lot of that stuff I see on the message board – I thought it was dressed from the media, Steve, and I think some of those guys that uh, he's brought in, I think hopefully have a chance to make a difference. I, I, I'm excited about the offseason move. Next, Steve, uh, it's a good – you know, you mentioned the baseball team in contrast. You know, I think football is the first sport in kind of maybe – at a college sets the tone for the rest of the year. You start reading off the all SEC team and you start mentioning those guys from Florida on the team in, in comparison to not having those names mentioned for your football. So it shows you how important football is. And lastly, Steve, it's great that you're going to have money town. I didn't know where he was at, Steve. I know Billy Donovan is the greatest coach in history, but Please, I think, you know, when Norm Sloan need to give his just 
deserved because I think Norm Sloan kind of showed what could be done. I remember driving around in Orlando listening to my radio. I, I remember Moan and, and Mikeswell and those guys in the crowd they used to draw and the excitement that they brought to college basketball. It goes back to Lomas Brown, Steve, and it kind of the, the administration that if you have some problem with the NCAA, they want to wipe the record clean, Steve. But uh, this this basketball started, the success started with the Dwayne Chancers and those guys. It was in Chapman. Another thing, Steve, Walter Clayton is not the athlete or the basketball player that Andrew Moulton was. Andrew Moulton was a hell of a basketball player athlete. Steve, have a great day, okay? All right, Bernard, thank you. 1214 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Andy, get right to you. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now. On ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Michael Tubbs. Gators women's basketball is back in Gainesville tonight as they take on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Florida is 2-6 in conference play and 11-9 overall. Meanwhile, Arkansas is 5-4 in conference and 17-7 overall. Tune in right here for live coverage at 640. The SEC baseball preseason coaches poll is out. The Gators were ranked first in the East with 11 first-place votes, followed by Tennessee, who only had two. Florida was also voted third to win the conference with two votes. Arkansas is the favorite with nine, followed by LSU with three. Tomorrow, the Gators women's tennis team will compete in the first round of the ITA National Women's Team Indoor Championship. Eighth-ranked Florida will take on undefeated Stanford, who is ranked second in the nation. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Michael Tubbs. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. It's really great when kids who don't have great home backgrounds, who've had trouble growing up because of that, find a safe haven and find a safe place. That's what the Rotohaver Boys Ranch does for a group of boys who need guidance, who need help because they come from either broken families or in some cases no families at all. And how the Rhodey Haber Boys Ranch does it, they provide structure, guidance, and work ethic. They make these boys earn their keep, and one of the ways they do that is in the repair of vehicles. They take your unused or unwanted vehicles, fix them, repair them, resell them. And by doing that, they learn the real-life skills they need to hopefully live much better lives. Your donation is a tax-deductible donation as well. To find out more, go to rbr.org or Google Boys Ranch Palatka. Hey, it's Steve Russell for FICARE Federal Credit Union, the place to bank for health care workers and their families. Throughout the 29 days of this leap year of February, they're knocking off 2.9% APR off of any automobile refinanced from another financial institution. And when members use their concierge auto buying service for new vehicle purchases, they'll also qualify for 2.9% off their already low regular rate. It's the place I've done my banking for over 30 years. FICARE Federal Credit Union online, FICAREFCU.org. It's your Daughtry Tree Service Tree Care Tip. Late winter is a great time to prune your trees and raise the tree's lower canopy for better sunlight to your lawn. Daughtry Tree has been helping their Gainesville and Alachua County neighbors for over 30 years. They provide dependable, quality service at fair prices for any size job. Tree trimming and removal, stump grinding. 
debris, or storm cleanup, visit DaughtryTreeService.com today for your free estimate. Trust Daughtry Tree Service, your tree service people. Okay, you've put it off long enough, and it's time to replace that car. But let me make this easy. Visit Select Motor Car of Gainesville. Their selection of quality, like-new cars, trucks, and SUVs is awesome. And on-site credit union financing makes the deals even sweeter. Select now has a full-service auto center, which means additional savings and no-hassle repairs for you. Shop online, then go take a test drive. For the easiest car you'll ever buy, it's time to select. Well, guys. It's time to talk about your meat problem. It can be uncomfortable, but it's necessary. Do you realize that 85% of the grass-fed beef sold in the United States is imported from overseas? Now, if you're buying from the store, you're most likely eating low-quality, overpriced beef that lacks rich flavor. But good ranchers coming to the rescue. They're the protein prescription to cure your meat problem. Good ranchers sources 100% American meat and seafood from local farms and ranches and delivers right to your door. It is the source for American meat and steakhouse quality. Bone-in ribeyes, porterhouse pork chops, everything they sell is aged, trimmed, packaged to make your life easy. You'll love it. They're great new partners of ours, so stop shopping at the grocery store. Get total transparency. Use the promo code PATRICK for $20 off free express shipping today. That's goodranchers.com, and tell them we sent you. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gator head football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Hart says he wasn't the only person who left the Florida Victorious interview as not super informative. No, they're trying. I'm going to buy merch, but it seems hard to convince rich people to give money when they don't really know where or what it's going to. 2024 is the year to find the bag man. Well, I, I think the problem with that is, remember, they said you can dictate where it goes. I'm not sure you can dictate to who it goes. Patrick says he's picking KC because of Mahomes. He says zero for Taylor Swift. Patrick, you're dreaming. Uh, Andy, hello. Andy, go ahead. Oh, this is Eddie. Oh, I'm sorry. I had Andy on my phone. Sorry about that. And, and no problem, Steve. How are you doing today? Good, sir. Uh, Steve, I, I noticed the last couple of years you've uh, featured uh, different high school programs on your show. And I must confess, I don't listen every day all the time. So forgive me if you have. But uh, I, I, I've never heard you uh, have uh, either, any of the Williston programs on your show, the coaches. I did hear you say you was going to have O'Connell coach on here shortly. And you had uh, Bowie from Hawthorne of the day. And I was just curious, have you, you know, you featured any of those coaches from Williston or they program? Uh, yes, but not recently. And I will tell you that uh, in football season, for example, Williston's really good in basketball this year. Um, but I reached out to the school uh, to get mm-hmm. the football coach there and got no response. So I, I understand. That's why I, 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 I was just curious. Uh, and the reason I ask you, to your point you just made, 
um, the basketball program just made an accomplishment achievement yesterday uh, for a small school. Uh, they have reached as high as number four in the state. They're currently ranked number 13. But Max Prep came out yesterday and named them the number three team in the nation in small schools. Uh, and I think that achievement should be, you know, uh, noted and, you know, some love given to them, the players and the coach. And it would be nice if you can get the basketball coach to come on because one thing, Willison is not afraid to play anybody. And that's the thing I really enjoy about that. And that's all I want to say. Well, Thank you. Wait, while you're here, let me just also tell you this as well. Part of what we do, right, is where our, listener, our listening audience is. If you notice, we don't get coaches on an Ocala because the, the signal doesn't go to Ocala. So part of that is what I do is based on where does our signal reach and where do our listeners there, there, you may be a graduate of Miami Killian, and Miami Killian's doing really great, but they're not, they're not germane here. Is Williston a team that is in our area? Yes. They're in, they're in the fringe of our area, but certainly for a TV 20 or a TV 5 here with our coverage area, it's bigger. But I, but I hear what you're saying. Well, I live in Williston. I, li- I log in, and man, I listen to you on my, my uh, vehicle radio. Um, I listen to you on my phone. I've been listening to you for years. And, and you, your broadcast is loud and clear here. I mean, and Williston geographically is just as close to the Gainesville as some of the other smaller communities like Hawthorne and Newberry and Lake Butler. So I was just curious. But yep. you, you are broadcast loud and clear. This is one of the areas that we do receive you out here. Okay, well, then that's – I'm glad you said that because that was an area before that, from what I understood, and, and I don't go to Williston much, but wasn't great. So glad to hear that. No, no, we can hear you all the way south of Williston on, on U.S. Uh, 121 or 41. I mean, like I said, I, I'm, I'm native of Williston, and, and I can assure you of that. I'm in Williston okay. right now standing up talking to you. I got gotcha. you. Okay, thank you, Eddie. Appreciate it. Byron, hello. Hey, Steve. Uh, really just echo that guy, man. I All programs, man, I try to support. Bradford's been doing great, too, Hawthorne. And uh, you do great interviews, and I'm looking forward to hearing. But uh, really, uh, I'm glad they're listening out there, man. And shout-out to you guys, Willis. We watch you over this way, and I'm happy to see all y'all's success. See, man, uh, I wanted to echo, too, about the, uh, that, the interview with Hearn. I don't, I don't know what you're going to ask him, but, man, we had all this fire, the Jaguars, going into last year. And it seems like the city just got a flat tire, and we done pulled over, man, probably where you jets are at now. And I'm not trying to hit you while you're down, but – Man, we you, you are not where the Jets are. You are not where the Jets are. You are better than where the Jets are. I don't mean that to be. Oh God, you just made my, my Thursday, Friday because you're not on. But yeah, Steve. But I'm worried. It seemed like we just lost all momentum and didn't make the playoffs. And lastly, Steve, uh, burnout causes great. And uh, man, I actually got to play with Moulton and them, not with the Gators. I was in Santa Fe, but you know, I got to practice with those guys, Montgomery, Maxwell. It's great athletes and people and. It's hard to make it to the next level. And shout-out to the Gator basketball team, Steve. I've been following it all those years like Bernard, and I love Gator sports. Tags, my man, and I'm looking forward to baseball, man, and all Gator sports. And I hope football get it together. Happy Thursday, Steve. Go Gators! Byron, thank you. Peyton says, uh, I want to ask, he says not to be overly philosophical, when your team wins the game, what's gained on your end? I'm not trying to downplay sports, he says, but I feel each person gets a different reaction 
to their team's victories. Of course they do. Of course they do, Peyton. That's that's the beauty of sports. Ten people in a room and your team wins, there may be ten different reactions to that win. <clears throat> but that's, you know, look, I'm old school because I follow my teams even when they suck. And a lot of fans today don't. They're bandwagon fans that, you know, hop on when it's going well and hop off when it doesn't, and that's a fan's prerogative, but, you know, that's just how that is. Mark says, why should we as Gator fans be excited about a sixth-year senior safety transfer from Washington? I can't think of any sixth-year player on other teams that were or are very good. Here's what you do, Mark. How much did he play? Washington obviously was very good. Okay, Did he start for Washington? So if he started for Washington, who went to the playoff, that, isn't that pretty good? I'm just saying. Um, he says, I get that he has experience, but if you're still playing in your sixth season, he must be fairly average. Not necessarily. What the guy was hurt. We don't know that. And that is the way it is now. And you ask any coach, Mark, if they'd rather be old or young. And let me ask this question. Do you ask the same question about basketball? Mark Wise is sitting over here. Listen on Monday, Mark, because he'll tell you he loves older teams. Same thing, I think, in this sport as well. 1227, time check brought to you by Hayes Jillery. The coach, Herm Edwards, scheduled to join us next. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. If it's happening with the Gator Nation, hear it here first. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Calling all outdoor enthusiasts. Polaris of Gainesville is having a massive boat sale with massive savings. What better way is there than to start off the new year with a brand new boat or watercraft? The kind of memories you make on the water are the kind of memories that last a lifetime. Polaris of Gainesville has drastically cut prices on Key West, Carolina Skiff, and Yamaha watercrafts to help you get there and get those memories started. The 2024s are here, and the 2023s must go. Stop by the dealership and take advantage of these huge discounts with price breaks as large as $24,000 off MSRP. This is Polaris of Gainesville's most aggressive sale ever. Did I mention Polaris of Gainesville is looking for and will take in all trades? That's right. If they don't have to feed it, they'll take it in on trade. From river boats to inflatable billy goats, bring that joker on down and let us get you in the vessel of your dreams. Located on US 441 between Gainesville and Alachua, visit us at PolarisofGainesville.com. If you're hungry for fresh, delicious burgers and fries, get yourself over to Dick Mondell's in Gainesville. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Try their Florida-raised beef burgers or their juicy chicken herb burger. Add their sweet potato tots or a garden and grain salad. And if you haven't had their house-made ice cream sandwich, what are you waiting for? Walk up, drive through, or order ahead online seven days a week at DickMondell's.com. Better ingredients make a better meal, and you'll taste the difference. Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries, it's where you want to eat, Southwest 4th Avenue and 5th Street. Hey, Florida residents, are you part of an organization or business that provides services to seniors in need? If you answered yes, the Florida Department of Elder Affairs needs you. The department relies on statewide partners to help address the needs of Florida seniors. If you're interested in joining the partnership program, please call 850-414-2138. Thank you for supporting the seniors in your community. This message is sponsored by the Florida Department of Elder Affairs, the Florida Association of Broadcasters at this station. 
Florida law requires you to remain at the scene of a crash and to call for help. Leaving the scene is a felony offense that includes losing your license and possible jail time. After a crash, stay at the scene, call for assistance, and wait for first responders to arrive. If you have information on a hit-and-run crash, report it by calling Star FHP or anonymously to Crime Stoppers at Star Star 8477. A message from the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Skies mostly sunny today, winds coming in off the Atlantic Ocean, and temperatures warmer than yesterday. We should get into the lower 70s this afternoon. Tonight becoming partly cloudy. Areas of patchy fog tomorrow morning with mild low temperatures dropping to the low 50s and upper 40s. Tomorrow afternoon, a mixture of sun and clouds, even warmer with highs in the mid-70s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. The, the, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. Yeah! Mike Vrabel's size was a reason why he might not have gotten hired. He's a very large human being. You know, if you have somebody who thinks that, I don't want to work for somebody who thinks that. Like, it is football. I mean, do you want Mike McDaniel, where you have somebody who looks like he's an analytics guy? The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes, and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Always a pleasure when the coach drops by. He is Herm Edwards. Of course, you see him talking NFL on ESPN. And, Coach, thank you. We're going to talk Super Bowl today a little bit. Let's start with all the hype and all the media you do for this. Uh, How much of a distraction is that, if any, for players and coaches? Well, it's it's fun in a sense, but it it can be distracting along with um, the ticket requests along with all the things that go, you know, besides just trying to game plan for the football game. It's the biggest game of any professional football player's life, to be quite honest. I mean, it's a game where if you um, walk away victorious, uh, you become a part of the history of winning a Super Bowl. Uh, Very difficult to do, very difficult to get there. Uh, As good as the 49ers have been, um, the last time they won a Super Bowl was 1994. They participated in one in 2020, but actually the last time they won one was in 1994. And if I do my math right, that's 30 years. Yeah. Uh, how do you view this game? Oh, I, I think it is going to, you know, two of the best teams that had to go through a gauntlet of games. I mean, when you think about San Francisco, they, they were behind twice and find a, found a way to come back um, against Green Bay, obviously. And then, um, you know, they've done a nice job in Detroit. Uh, and then when you think about Kansas City, uh, lo and behold, Patrick Mahomes couldn't go on the road, never been on the road in a playoff game. He had to go to Buffalo, a team that was hot. And then probably the best, the most consistent team in the AFC, the Ravens, and beat them in Baltimore. So I think both these teams have stars. Um, they both have outstanding players at every level on both sides of the ball. 
the quarterbacks, obviously, the, the one is called Mr. Irrelevant. I have no idea why. Uh, Joe Montana was drafted in the fourth round. Uh, Captain America, Tom Brady, was drafted in the sixth round. And nobody mentions what round they were drafted in. They just say they were great quarterbacks. This guy happens to be Mr. Irrelevant, and everybody wants to beat him up for being Mr. Irrelevant. That, all it does is win. Uh, and obviously, the other guy, Patrick Mahomes, he's a unicorn. Um, he's chasing history. Both these coaches are outstanding. Um, I'm hoping it doesn't come down to the kicking game. Because if it does, San Francisco is a little bit shaky with their kicker. He's missed three of them all of a sudden in three playoff games. That's not good. No, it's not good. Um, I want to talk about some global things now. I just saw the sure. survey, Herm, where it was something like 90% of players preferred grass fields. Yeah. Does that resonate with owners? Yeah, I, I think it resonates. But but here again, that's look, the life expectancy of a player is about, what, 3.5 years? Uh, it, I, I get it. I, I'm one of those guys. I played on cement my whole career in Philadelphia. <laughs> um, it's just, it's just, it's just easier with the multi-faceted stadiums now to to have turf. The turf is a lot better than what I played on. But yeah, I think any player would prefer grass. Whether these clubs start changing the grass or not, I don't know that. I think in certain areas of the of the country, uh, it gets cold. Now Kansas City's a grass field, though. But you know, I get it. But I just think that it's noisy right now because there's so much that goes on in the Super Bowl. All these questions become a part of players are talking about it, but at the end, they're not going to change a whole lot, I don't think. Herm Edwards joining us here uh, from ESPN talking Super Bowl and National Football League. The draft is upcoming, and I, I've always wanted – one of my bucket list things, Coach, is to be in a war room – during draft day to see what the heck goes on there. I think that that fascinates mm-hmm. me. Um, with teams not in the playoffs, when does that yeah. draft process really begin? Oh, it, it, it's already it, – it's taking place right now. Okay. I mean, you're, you're, you're talking about – you know, you're already looking at your roster, looking at the guys you may lose due to salary cap issues, losing the guys that, that maybe are at the end of it. Um, you're looking at positions where you can upgrade your team. Obviously, you're looking at the board. Um, you're looking. You're starting to rank your players. These scouts. You know, I came in the league as a scout, and so these discussions start. And um, you know, it's just a matter of the positions you're looking for, how you can strengthen your team, um, and then where you sit in the draft. And it doesn't start right now, but there'll be some mock drafts. You have mock drafts, probably. Every other three days, you have a mock draft. Uh, you have trade scenarios that you go to uh, through. Uh, it, it's quite intensive. It, it's this is when the scouts. This is when they shine after the Super Bowl. It's their floor now. Hmm. Coaches, you know, go out a little bit, work some guys out. But these scouts have been trailing these guys for you know two years. I mean, they've been studying these guys, and it, it's great when a scout stands up and, and you sit in those meetings and he reads off like the players that, that, that he's looked at for the last two years and just kind of where they are, where they fit on the team. It, it's, it's a fun deal. It, it's a lot of information. It really is. And then you got to get lucky. you got to hope that when you pick, there's two or three guys up there that if you don't get the guy, the first guy, there's two or three other guys that are sitting there. You know, when you, when you set your board up, let's say a first-round pick, depending on when you pick, there's got to be at least three players that you're okay with. 
Now, you rank them, but there's got to be three guys because you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if somebody's going to trade up and get the guy. Right. And then, then the question you got to ask yourself, okay, if somebody trades up and gets two of our guys, what do we do? Do we trade down to try to get some more picks? It's fascinating. It, it is. All the scenarios that you, that you go through before the draft. Coach, all the times I've had you on here, I don't think I've ever asked you this, but I want to throw a scenario out to you and see if you agree or disagree. Um, you know, at Florida, you know, we've had players here, Anthony Richardson, you know, name a few, mm. Ricky Pearsall this time around is going to be a pretty high pick. And That was my guy, by yeah, the way. Yes. You go to the that's right, <laughs> Ricky Pearsall, that's right. And you go to the pro mm. day and, you know, scouts see arm strength and they see whatever. And I'm not saying that's not important, but sometimes I think what's on tape is undervalued. Am I incorrect in saying that? No, the, the tape doesn't lie. You know, the, the, the physical fitness deal, I call it, you know, PE. The PE class, <laughs> that's one thing. But that's not playing football. I, I've seen a lot of guys, you know, um, you know, the old story when I was a scout, I, 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 was, I was a young scout and I go on the road and uh, we were somewhere at some school and this one guy, boy, he could run now. I was like, wow. And he's running like 4-4. Four, four. He was a receiver, you know. And I was a young rookie scout. And I was like, man. You know, and he changed directions, and I'm like, man. And then he ran the 40s, running four fours. I said, man, this dude is really fast. And one of the old scouts, he said, hey, young man, remember this. Yeah, he's got four four speed, but he got five two hands. <laughs> and I looked at him and I said, what? He said he got five two hands. <laughs> and it taught me a lesson. He was exactly right because guy couldn't catch Satan's life. And I went, yeah, he's real fast. If you if you you're trying to get a track team, but a football player, no. <laughs> so you got to be careful, and that's the fun of it all. Last question: um, When it comes to the coaching hires that were just made, uh, yeah. anything surprise you? What'd you think of, of the coaching hires? You know, as a whole, as a group. Well, I, I thought obviously um, uh, it was a mix of coaches. 50-50 defense offense. Uh, I think the trend now is uh, they're going after younger coaches. That uh, a lot of them, the coach on the other, uh, coach the offense. That's because can they help the quarterback? Um, Belichick and obviously you know didn't get a job. That 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 was kind of really okay. Um, Grable didn't get a job. I was like, hmm, interesting. So, do I think they're in the cycle for next season? Yes. Um, but that was interesting, right? Both those guys, I mean, they don't get a job for some reason. And, and, and it's a small small group of owners. There's only 32 of them, right? Right. And, and so, I just think that they'll sit out a year, and they'll, they'll come back next year and, and, and get back in the, in the mix. But I thought for the most part, you know, you know, Raheem Morris, I'm happy for him. Um, he was a kid that when I was at Hofstra, First year as a jet coach, um, he walks over to practice one day. He was he was an athlete in Hofstra. He had just graduated. He wanted to get into the coaching profession, and um, I brought him in my meetings. I say, "You sit in the back and get to work with the DBs." And he did that through the OTAs. And then uh, Monty Kiffin called me in Tampa and was looking for a GA. And I said, "I got a guy." And it was Raheem. I sent Raheem down there, and that's kind of how he got his career started. So I'm really happy for him. Okay. Well, we'll see how the Super Bowl pans out. Always appreciate your time, Herm. Thank you for taking it. Thank you, my friend. You got it. Herm Edwards talking uh, Super Bowl, NFL. As you call in today, uh, let me know. 
what you think as far as who's going to win the Super Bowl. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Don't forget the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly here. Uh, he'll be here at the top of the 1 o'clock hour. So make sure you are here uh, for that. Let me get to a couple of emails here very quickly. Uh, whoops, that's not my email one. And let's get back to that here. I got a, I got a new computer I'm dealing with here. So uh, just uh, Mike says, Coach Golden's now 0-10 in the last two years, scoring less than 68. Oh, boy. The Gators were attacking Texas A&M offensively in the first half, scoring 41. In the second half, he played A&M's slow half-court style and scored 27. Mike, I'm not hating on you, dude, but, man, that that's just old. Okay? Is Florida a better team up-tempo than half-court? Yes. I don't disagree with that. But the other team has something to do with that. That's not Todd Golden saying, you know what? I want to play this way. I'm going to, I'm going to make Mike mad. And I'm going to just walk the ball up the floor in a second. The other team has something to do with that. He says when they attack, they're a good offensive team. When they play half court, they're not. He hopes Coach Golden figures it out soon. I'm sure he will. Um, we will see. 1243 time check brought to you by Hayes Joey. Up next, Monty Tao from O'Call, played at NC State, coached here. He's next. ESPN 981 FM 850 AM WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 981 FM 850 AM WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Michael Tubbs. Women's basketball is on tonight as the Arkansas Razorbacks are coming to Gainesville to play the Gators. The Razorbacks are 17-7 and coming off of a two-point win over the Auburn Tigers. Florida is 11-9 and is looking to recover from a 40-point loss to LSU. Tune in right here for live coverage at 640. The SEC Baseball Coaches Preseason All-SEC team is here. Florida's Cade Curlin, Colby Shelton, and Brandon Neely all made the first team, along with Jack Caglione, who made the first team as the first baseman and second team as a pitcher. Florida Gymnastics is back in Gainesville tomorrow. The 6th-ranked Gators host 13th-ranked Arkansas. This matchup is Florida's 18th annual Link to Pink meet to support the fight against breast cancer. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Michael Tubbs. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Second time. FICARE Federal Credit Union is the place it serves only health care workers and their families. But they do a great job of doing that. So you, who I am talking to, if you're not banking as a health care worker at FICARE Federal Credit Union, you really should be. And remember, they've got fantastic fixed rate visa with rates as low as 9.5% APR. Other financial institutions are raising rates on their variable rate credit cards, sometimes as high as the mid-20s. At FICARE Federal Credit Union, it stays low and with no annual fee. It's one of the best cards you have, and it also has a rewards program attached to it. You're not going to find a card with that lower rate with all those features locally anywhere else. Check them out online as well, FICAREFCU.org. That is FICAREFCU.org, the place I've done my banking for over 30 years. 
Tired of achy joints? Dread the idea of surgery? You need to call QC Kinetics today. Hey, it's Steve Russell. The state of healthcare is always changing. The old ideas like steroids and surgery are no longer your only options. Regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics is transforming lives with innovative, non-surgical, drug-free treatments that deliver lasting results. Knee pain, back pain, shoulder pain, from arthritis or injury, don't let this pain keep you from living your best life. QC Kinetics' advanced state-of-the-art treatments harness and direct your body's natural ability to restore and repair damaged joint tissue. This is a revolutionary approach that can get you long-term relief with no downtime. Make 2024 the year you reclaim your mobility, reclaim your independence, walk and run and play and live without the danger and trauma of surgery and without harmful drugs. Call QC Kinetics now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics. Dave Ray's Automotive. We get the bugs out of your car. Valentine's Day, the day and month we all think about love. Steve Russell here. Let me tell you something I love, my car. And I really love the fact I can depend on it day in and day out thanks to my friends at Dave Mays Automotive. You see, Dave Mays Automotive is famous for their bug check. That means anytime you take your vehicle in, they go over it from top to bottom looking for anything that might pop up down the road. This way, there's no surprises and you could love driving your car. Brakes, tires, oil changes, engine and transmission services at Dave Mays Automotive, they take care of it all, just like they've been doing since 1975. They're at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive of the Industrial Complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road and online at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, they get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. It's your Daughtry Tree Service Tree Care Tip. Late winter is a great time to prune your trees and raise the tree's lower canopy for better sunlight to your lawn. Daughtry Tree has been helping their Gainesville and Alachua County neighbors for over 30 years. They provide dependable, quality service at fair prices for any size job. Free trimming and removal, stump grinding, debris or storm cleanup. Visit DaughtryTreeService.com today for your free estimate. Trust Daughtry Tree Service, your tree service people. Hi, I'm Zach Weiss, a senior at the University of Florida, asking you to stand up and holler, Gator Nation. Giving Day for UF is happening Thursday, February 15th. That means you can support your favorite radio station, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, at the UF College of Journalism and Communications by making a donation online. Visit givingday.ufl.edu and support the radio home for the Gators. Thanks, and go Gators! Sunday, the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs meet in Super Bowl 58. Hi, this is Scott Graham. Join me and the rest of our Westwood One crew from Las Vegas for all the action. The Chiefs are trying to defend their title and win a third Lombardi trophy in the last five seasons. But the Niners are hoping to avenge their loss in Super Bowl 54. If it's Super Bowl 58, it's right here. Coverage starts Sunday following Gator Women's Basketball right here on WRUF. Coming up at 4, it's the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. This is Coach Steve Spurry. You're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. 
Thank you, head ball coach. Well, my next guest and I go back a long way. Um, Monty Tao will talk about 50 years ago winning a national championship at NC State under head coach Norm Sloan. Uh, of course, coached here at the University of Florida under Coach Sloan. Now, boys basketball coach at Oak Hall. Monty, if I'm wrong, tell me here, but I think today, Meadowbrook Academy in a uh, district semifinal. Am I correct in that? Tournament time, and we're excited about uh, tipping off at 7 o'clock tonight against a young, uh, good Meadowbrook team. Uh, we're the number one seed in our district tournament. Uh, they're the number four seed. And uh, it's at our home gym, Oxborough Gymnasium, there on the campus of Oak Hall. And uh, we've got to go out and uh, get a victory and try to get into that district final game on Saturday. you got a veteran team. Tell me about your group. Yeah, it's a good group. Uh, guys have played three, four years. Uh, Andrew Powell, 6'5", uh, gets about 18 points a game. And uh, he'll leave Oak Hall as the second leading scorer all-time history behind uh, J.D. Tomlinson. And uh, there's a group of seniors, Ryan McKinney. Uh, we call them the Beach Boys, Jackson Beach and Harrison Beach, <laughs> and Carter Dykes. Uh, they're five, uh, five really good seniors, really good young men, and uh, have some young men coming off the bench, underclassmen. But those guys have been the ones that have led us to really treat really good years uh, as we talk right now. Uh, the last three years, their win-loss is 46 and 17, uh, have been to the last two finals of the district. Uh, Going to knock that door down, I hope, this year, but we've got to get through tonight to have that opportunity. What do you see with uh, Meadowbrook Academy? Well, they just they score a lot of points, and, uh, you know, we've, we've got to guard them and uh, try to bring their percentages down and uh, take advantage of some of their youth. Uh, they're younger than we are. And I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. I hope it's a good thing for us tonight. And uh, they've just had a good year. They played a good schedule. And uh, it'll be a tough, grinded-out, tournament-type basketball game. And I just hope we go out there and give ourselves a chance to win. Uh, I'm going to flip the page here, Monty. I don't think I've ever asked you this in all the years we've had talks or interviewed you or whatever. Uh, when did you decide to get into coaching? Uh, after I got cut by the Denver Nuggets, I didn't know what else to do. And uh, Nor Norm Sloan was nice enough to give me a scholarship, a uh, basketball scholarship out of high school, and then he was nice enough to hire me in 1978 as an assistant coach making $16,500 at NC State and also was nice enough to bring me down to Gainesville where I've lived more years than any place I've lived in my life. So, uh, you know, coaching has just has been a, a natural part of my life. It seems like basketball and me uh, go together, and I've had wonderful experiences at everywhere I've been and uh, also was the head coach at Santa Fe College for a couple of years. So uh, a lot of good memories here in Gainesville and a lot of good memories of, of just coaching basketball and being around a game that I love. Now that I'm getting older, Steve, I think being around these young guys keeps me younger too. Sure. So, uh that's that's a good thing for me. I don't know if it's good for them, but I sure enjoy it. These eight years that I've been the head coach at Oak Hall, it's, uh, it's been a wonderful eight years for me. David Sturt, my assistant, James York, my assistant, both those guys have been with me the whole time, and it's uh, been a real positive experience for me and I think a win-win for me and Oak Hall. 
let me ask about 50 years ago. I cannot believe it's been that long, and uh, very, very soon uh, you will celebrate winning the national championship under Coach Sloan at NC State uh, 50 years ago. Y- your memories, your thoughts of that? Well, we just we had a great two-year run. We were undefeated uh, my sophomore year, uh, 27-0. We were on probation, couldn't go to the NCAA tournament. Uh, we felt like we deserved to have an opportunity that year, and we didn't get it. And then we turned around the next year. Uh, we played UCLA early in the year. They thumped us pretty good in St. Louis in a made-for-TV game. And then we had the opportunity to come back and play them in the tournament. Uh, they had won seven straight national championships. They were like the Yankees. You just couldn't beat them. And uh, fortunately, you know, I thought we learned a lot from our first game that we played them in December of that year. And, uh, you know, we broke down that barrier of looking at the pinstripes on the jerseys, looking at the UCLA. And David Thompson was a great player. He was the player of the year. Tommy Burleson had great games. Tim Stoddard, Mo Rivers, Phil Spence, just a, a great NC State team. And uh, we were fortunate enough to get ourselves a national championship. It doesn't seem like 50 years ago, but I guess it has been. It's been a wonderful ride ever since then, too. You know, it, it's funny when you – people remember the championship as well they should, but was the team that went unbeaten in your mind better? I don't know that we were better. Uh, we were a good basketball team, and that 72-73 team also had, obviously, myself, David Thompson, Tommy Burleson, so there's there's some parts on the, both teams. Uh, Joe Cafferkey was a senior in that 72-73 season, Rick Holt, two senior starters. And uh, we were they were replaced the next year by Morris Rivers, Phil Spence, and then Stoddard, who really was a starter the year before, Tim Stoddard. Uh, you know, he was on both teams. So both teams are really good. I mean, to have an undefeated season is uh, something that doesn't happen, you know, every year. And then to win a national championship, obviously that doesn't happen every year. So... Just a, a great ride there at NC State, and basketball has been good to me. It's been great to me. I got to ask you, uh, as you see the world now with all the transfer rules diff- being different, NIL, you know, at Dartmouth, the basketball players may unionize. Uh, what do you think of all that's going on now in the college game? Well, I just hope the interest uh, stays high, which it seems like it has. And I hope they get something figured out. You know, I've always felt like uh, players uh, deserve to be compensated in some way. And uh, they've tried to stay away from that for a long time. And now the floodgates open and they've got to figure out a way to, you know, just figure it all out. So good luck to the brain trust and the people that are making the decisions. That is really the most important part is the right people need to be making the right decisions. And uh, if they get that situation or that equation going, then uh, I think they've got a chance, you know. So good luck to all them. I, I hope the best for all the players. I think they deserve it. And uh, college sports is certainly very exciting. And, again, the, the interest remains high. So hopefully they'll figure out a way to keep this thing going uh, like it is. All right. Tonight, uh, semifinal in the districts at Oak Call against Meadowbrook Academy for Monty Tao's team. Monty, I'll be back in touch with you. Thank you, as always, my friend, for doing this. Yeah, good to talk to you, Steve. You have a great afternoon. Okay, thank you, Monty. Monty Tao, uh, I, he and I go back. Uh, I could I could share so many stories uh, about when Coach Sloan was here and, uh, you know, some of the things that went on then and uh, it, pretty 
pretty good stuff. Uh, but always appreciate uh, Monty's coming on here. He's done a nice job over at O'Call, and uh, hopefully that will continue. Uh, okay, in the meantime, uh, we will uh, get ready for the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly. He's here. Uh, I did not see the box score. I was running around this morning, and uh, Bennett said something. Uh, in the Auburn-Alabama game, 50 free throws for Auburn. 50. That's, like, ridiculous. Um, but apparently, uh, that's what took place. And uh, Sean, of course, will talk. We'll go back a little bit um, about what happened at A&M. Uh, but then certainly we will uh, look ahead as well to the game here uh, this weekend. Quickly, uh, let's see. Sam said, uh, did you see SEC Inside featuring UF Basketball? Gave a good insight on Golden's coaching style. Thought it was good. Um, Mike should check it out. Yeah, that's uh, that's certainly good. Uh, and... Uh, that's it for our first hour. Sean's up next. Also, Mandy O'Leary here in the second hour because Gator Lacrosse opens its season. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. WRUF-Gainesville-U251-CG, Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Sick and tired of achy joints? Dread the idea of surgery? You need to call QC Kinetics today. Hey, it's Steve Russell. The state of healthcare is always changing. The old ideas like steroids and surgery are no longer your only options. Regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics is transforming lives with innovative, non-surgical, drug-free treatments that deliver lasting results. Knee pain, back pain, shoulder pain, from arthritis or injury, don't let this pain keep you from living your best life. QC Kinetics' advanced state-of-the-art treatments harness and direct your body's natural ability to restore and repair damaged joint tissue. This is a revolutionary approach that can get you long-term relief with no downtime. Make 2024 the year you reclaim your mobility, reclaim your independence, walk and run and play and live without the danger and trauma of surgery and without harmful drugs. Call QC Kinetics now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics. Take your Valentine's experience to a whole new level this year with jewelry, flowers, candy, dinner, and a flyaway romantic getaway. All courtesy of International Diamond Center. Nothing says I love you like romantic jewelry from IDC. From a simple pendant to an exquisite designer ring, we've got a fantastic selection of affordable, timeless gifts. And this year, with any jewelry purchase at IDC of $129 or more, we're giving you some long stem roses, some delicious chocolates, and a gift card for dinner from Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. It's one-stop shopping for 
for all things romantic. And if you really want to take it up a notch, we're also giving away island getaways. Just spend $5,000 on jewelry and you'll get a $500 airfare credit for a Caribbean vacation. Spend $10,000 on our jewelry and get three nights, including airfare, at a tropical resort. On us. Make this Valentine's one to remember. Let IDC help you with her jewelry, flowers, chocolates, dinner, and a romantic vacation. We've got it all. Happy Valentine's from International Diamond Center at Celebration Point. Restrictions apply. See store for details. We put security systems on our homes and cars, cybersecurity on our devices. But what about our money? Radiant Credit Union wants to secure your earnings with our adjustable rate certificates. Right now, you can earn 5.45% on a 12-month term. Secure your future now and enjoy the peace of mind that comes with maximizing your savings growth. Visit RadiantCU.org secure and start earning today. 12-month certificate requires $1,000 minimum balance to open, $10,000 balance to earn APY, federally insured by NCUA. Thornbrook Chocolates, the gourmet chocolates that will take care of you and your Valentine's Day needs. Show your love and appreciation this Valentine's Day with Thornbrook Chocolates. Thornbrook Chocolates. Give, eat, indulge. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports, have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into our two of Sports Scene. Bennett is our producer. I hope you enjoyed uh, our guests in the first hour, the coach Herm Edwards, talking Super Bowl NFL, Monty Tao, former Gator assistant coach, uh, coached at Santa Fe College for a year, coached now at O'Call. Uh, later on, uh, Amanda O'Leary is going to talk her lacrosse team because they're opening their season. And now the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, is here. I don't know, Sean. I'm going to go back to Brad Wilkerson. Caglione making first team and second team different positions. I don't think I've ever seen that. I, I, I haven't, so there you go. It's, yeah. it's really unique. It isn't is it? very unique. I remember last year you know, we had that kind of preseason buzz about him, and there were many, uh, you know, tamp it down, let's kind of see how this goes. And I agreed, and... And then, sure enough, he lives up to basically all the expectations. Walking into this year, you can't turn on anything right now that has to do with college baseball and not have his name or face associated with it. That's a lot. That's a lot. But um, it just speaks to you know what what we've got here at Florida right now, baseball wise. The last week or two, just being totally honest, I've been in that mode of. Can we just not start this just yet? We're about to enter arguably the most congested part of the athletic calendar at UF. Mm-hmm. But now, maybe it's the weather today, something. I'm like, all right, let's go baseball <laughs> right now. So, and, you know, softball rolls out this weekend and everything yep. else. So, uh, it, it's, it's, for us, it's a little changing of the seasons here in mid to late February. I'm excited. But Caglione, boy, that, <laughs> that's going to be something to watch. Yeah with regard to how he handles these accolades and um, and what what kind of a leader will he be. I, I think that's one of the big storylines for Florida baseball going in is, you know, no more B.T. Ryapel, no more Josh Rivera, uh, arguably the two very solid and great leaders that they had last year on, on a run to the national championship. So <clears throat> in that sense, I'm, I'm real curious to see what the leadership looks like for this team. Is Caglione involved in that in that group? So and, and three quarters of the infield, all SEC. Yes, 
Rightfully so. Pretty good. Yeah, that's right. Rightfully so. That's right. Yep. Uh, all right. Let's talk. By the way, a uh, question for Sean, a uh, comment for Sean, 3928255. Lucas says, your thoughts on this Auburn game? And uh, he also said, do you think Jack will take the next step as a pitcher? So we kind of discussed that a little bit. I hope he does. I mean, I, I think that we all do. And, uh, you know, is he the Sunday starter? I think, what would you say? I mean, would you? Yeah. 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 I think that's where it. Yeah. I mean, I, at I th- the moment, I think. I think unlike last season, Steve, where we saw what the same three guys rolled yeah. out consistently. Yes. Here's Broad on Friday. You know. Yep. Da, 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 da. Um, what a luxury that was. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see some kind of shuffling or change in the rotation as we progress, just because we we don't know what we don't know. Whereas yeah. last year we knew. Yep. Yeah. If if you're talking, Kate Fisher certainly showed flashes. But, yes. You know, can he be the Friday guy? Right. And then. If Cags is on Sunday, now you're talking about a freshman mm-hmm. who's going to pitch on Saturday. How does he handle it? And and I think Sully's been very upfront about this. They're going to have to rely on some young arms to piece together games to get to Neely. They now you you got uh, um, Slater there, but he he's they're going to have to have some young guys step up, right? And, and the Purnells of the world as well. Mm-hmm. There will be, and, and that process begins now. And you work toward that. Toward I mean, you like to think you get to SEC play, you've got your weekend rotation set, and you hope that one of these freshman pitchers steps up and takes a hold of whatever that particular role is. Um, and then, like you said, then there's there's always that, and it's it, you know it's a Kevin O'Sullivan thing too. How do I get from A to C? B being uh, C being Neely, A is the starter. So what's B right here? Correct. And what's the formula? You know, I think. And and Sully's not alone. You know, you want to have that. Okay, I got my starter through six. I got a seven inning guy, an eight inning guy, and here comes Neely in the ninth. Voila! Yep. And you know, best laid plans, as they say. But that would be ideal. You know, you and I'm not. It's going to sound like I'm making excuses already, but the SEC didn't do many favors schedule wise. Oh no! My God! Oh no! I mean, Arkansas, or I may have it backwards. Vandy, Arkansas, Arkansas, Vandy, back to back to LSU, and then you end, you know, Sully made a good point when I talked to him that, and you know this, a lot of times because the league is so good, it comes down to the final weekend. They're away. Not that they can't beat Georgia. As the defending champ. Yes. You'd think that there'd be some grace. Yeah. Okay, you win the league, the next year maybe you get to finish at home. Yeah. Nope. 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 Florida's not finished at home in a long time. I, a long time. Can you think of why it just no. happened to be that way? I guess it happens to be that way, but you look at the schedule again, again. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, we're yeah. we're digressing oh, here. And then the Auburn game, uh, basketball this weekend. Yes, look, we, Gators are Gators are home. This is a good thing. Uh, I I don't think I fully realized how much this team needed the bye week. We're in this midweek bye right now. But you talk about the back to back overtime games. You talk about the two road games that you just finished. I think there was a real need for getting them off their legs and some of that. So you should be rejuvenated, much like last week. The Gators go to College Station. A&M was on the bye. And so they were rejuvenated, if you will, going into that game. I think the Gators get some bounce from that going into Saturday's game. Uh, Obviously, clearly, everything that we've witnessed with our own eyes or statistically says the Gators have been very good at home, although their road is getting better and better as they go. Um, but this is an Auburn team that I find to be maybe the best in the league right now, I mean, this week. If I'm power ranking the SEC, as they like to say, 
I might slot Auburn one based on what they did last night, two, you know, on that body of work. Yeah. So I might slot them one. So you might be taking on the toughest team currently in the SEC. But, again, Auburn hasn't been a great road t- team this year. I'm trying to think of who has in the league right now. Yeah, yeah I it, don't know. It's – woof. Yeah. Yeah, so – yeah, big opportunity here because, again, even with this bye week, I still think that the Gators are in this in this resume stretch where you had the game at Kentucky, at Texas A&M, and then home against Auburn. Those three I kind of packaged together. I always do that. I don't know why. But anyway, you got the win at Kentucky. You should have won at A&M. But if, if the Gators get Saturday at Auburn, I, I think you're kind of playing with some house money moving forward that you would have taken two – of those three, you would add another quad one win. It's it's a big moment for Florida Saturday, uh, and I and I think it's it's uh, highlighted or ex- exacerbated by the loss at A and M. So you got to kind of like get one back here, and then you still take two or three of this this grouping. Steven says this is interesting. Sean, what do you enjoy more, Super Bowl, World Series Game Seven, or NBA Championship Game Seven? Wow. Well, look, there's nothing like a Game 7. It's the buildup of a series. I think it comes down to, I guess, particular sport or, or experience. And a lot of times, I think, for me, it's who are the teams playing. Yes. Um, that's, I think that really is a lot of it for I me. I do, too. Yeah. I do, too. It's interesting. I'm going to listen. You know, I'm a radio guy by, by my heart. Uh, I have a game in Miami on Sunday, so I'll be listening to the Super Bowl on the radio this year on my way back from Miami. So I'm I'm... At first, I was like, okay, I'm going to go radio silence, you know, DVR the game, right. and then I'll watch the Super Bowl. But then I was like, oh, that's silly. I'll just yeah. listen on the way home. Pass the time, too. Pass the yeah, time. Absolutely. All, All right, come on. Sean's here. Got plenty of hoops to talk about or whatever else. 392-8255. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Um, I had an earlier emailer, and, I, and he is dogged when he makes this point, but but I get it because he laments the fact that, you know, when Florida is at a quicker pace, they score more, but then when they decide to walk the ball up the floor, mm-hmm. they, they don't score as much and, you know, whatever. And he, he relayed the first half at A&M versus the second half mm-hmm. at A&M. Now, your thoughts here. Did, did fatigue, to what you were saying earlier, but I also think the other team dictates a little bit of that, too. It does. And that's what A&M has done this year. Right. In second halves, and, and they muddy it up in the second half. Look, but the, the, the point, though, is, is valid in some ways. Florida is at their best when their tempo is high and certainly when they've got transition working yes. in their favor. Agreed. So when the game gets in the mud a little bit, Sometimes it's the opponent, but sometimes maybe it's it's the Gators too. Now, the the shocking thing to me about this past Saturday's game: three minutes and four seconds, a grand total of three points was scored. Wow. Both teams. Wow. Texas A and M scores three points and they win the game. Gators go scoreless over that final three oh four. The the last possession eats at me. You know, you're in the bonus. You get a gift from basketball heaven. Sure do. When their veteran player forgets that he can't run the baseline on the inbounds play and turns it right back over to you. Yeah. You know, Todd Todd'll say we got good looks and we got looks from four guys that we would rather have shooting the ball. First, you know, Walter and then Zion. Yep. But, you know, a leaning three point attempt. I just, I'd, I'd like to have it back. 
you know, when you play golf and you, I have multiple bad holes, but yes, I look I at the say. end of the day, I, I look, I go, well, I'd really like to have number eight back, you know, something like that. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, the, the truth light shined on the Gators would say they would like to have that, that possession back, maybe a do over on that. Let's get uh, Adam to talk to Sean here. Adam, hello. Hey, uh, great show today, Steve. Appreciate you, man. Uh, O'Call uh, interview was fantastic. Um, so, uh, Sean, mm-hmm. Steve mentioned an interesting stat from Auburn, and Auburn just beat Alabama, correct? Yes. And they had 50, 50 free throw attempts. Yes. Right? So that is obviously a part of their offense and their entire scheme. So, And I'll I- take this off the air. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I was going to yeah. say, I don't know who – if, if anybody has 50 free-throw attempts as a part of their offense, that's freakish. But are you, are you saying that they're, they're, they're aggressive or they get to the line better than anybody else? Well, Is of, that, course. Of, of, of course. Aggression, yeah. and that's how I think – I mean, we didn't make the shots against Texas A&M, but I digress. You know, underneath the hoop, I mean, that's another thing. There was 22 to 2 fouls in that game with yes. Texas A&M and Florida. And that's – that's something else, but I digress. So my question is, in my opinion, yes, aggression is a way to draw fouls and put players in foul trouble, obviously. I mean, it works across the board. So how does Todd Golden and and these players, can they and will they be able to uh, make the changes that's necessary to shut that down? Because I believe that's the way they beat Alabama. Thanks, Sean. I appreciate you, man. You're a great voice for the Gators. Go Gators. Thank Thank you, Adam. Insightful question. Uh, obviously very current based on the 50 free-throw attempts last night. Look, Texas A&M, I think, was leading the conference at 27.8 free-throw attempts per game going into last weekend, which I thought was a pretty freakish number, and they came close, uh, I think, to that final number with regard to their free-throw attempts. The the disparity, though, was what bothered me. I mean, like, okay, if that's A&M's deal, and it is because they're a terrible shooting team, so they have to find a way to score somehow, and so they slash and, and do all kinds of stuff to, to induce some free-throw attempts because they're such a woeful shooting team. But that's a lot of free-throw attempts at 27.8, right? 50? And look, even you, know, you pull up ESPN.com today, and it's like, you know, Auburn beats I'm, – I'm, I'm not going to get exactly right, but the gist of it was, you know, Auburn beats Alabama in hefty free-throw contest. And I'm like, oh, boy. But if that's the headline, that tells you, you know, how how much of a factor in that game it was. I just I don't see, you know, all my experience, Auburn walking into Gainesville on Saturday after benefiting from fifty free throw attempts midweek and getting the same kind of a whistle. It's yeah. just not going to happen. Home versus away. Correct. Yes. Look, I you know, you know, Auburn plays a certain style and they've got length and power down the post. Janiza unbelievable player this year and uh, Florida again good at home and Riley Kugel I think is coming off of his best game maybe of the season let's see if that continues and some rest for those guards Clayton and Pullen right now and then now some added depth I don't know if you've noticed or not Steve a little earlier in the first half here comes Alex Condon here comes Tommy Houck he's trying to he's not trying to to widen the rotation or deepen the bench or whatever it's just a matter of trying to get some valuable breathers for some key guys key yep. legs and i think yeah. tommy and has done well in stepping into that situation denzel i thought had a better game and trying to s- spell one of our 
starting guards too for a little bit. This this is the team. This is the Florida team that if they maneuver their way into the tournament, nobody is going to want to play. Yep. They keep getting better as they go, and that's a great trend. Even though sometimes it's hard to be patient if it's a slow trend, but it's a it's a trend that continues and. If they maneuver their way in, they're going to be a nasty matchup for whomever they get in round one. One more segment with Sean, 118, time check, brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Michael Tubbs. Gators women's basketball hosts the Arkansas Razorbacks tonight. Gators are looking to rebound from a 40-point loss to LSU. Meanwhile, the Razorbacks are coming off of a two-point win over the Auburn Tigers. Tune in right here for live coverage at 640. Tomorrow, the Gators women's tennis team will compete in the first round of the ITA National Women's Team Indoor Championship. Eighth-ranked Florida goes head-to-head with undefeated Stanford, who is ranked second in the nation. Florida Gymnastics is back in Gainesville tomorrow. The 6th-ranked Gators host 13th-ranked Arkansas. The Razorbacks are looking to bounce back from their first loss of the season to LSU, while the Gators want to keep their momentum going after beating Georgia. This matchup is Florida's 18th annual Link to Pink meet to support the fight against breast cancer. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Michael Tubbs. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. The purchase of a vehicle is a big one. You spend hard-earned money, you want the vehicle to be good, last you a long time, it be something you like to drive. Well, the people at Southeast Car Agency know that. And that's why over 40 years, the Cousins family has run that business. They understand you want variety, you want quality. Now, if you're looking for a new vehicle, none. They don't have any and haven't since opening their doors. But if you are looking for the best and late model, low-mileage vehicles, this is the place to go. You can check out what's there right now, secars.com, and you can go see them in person at Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville and check out the wide selection of vehicles they have. And they they do that because they want to give you the best choice, whether it's the make or the model or the year or whatever, in terms of what you want to spend, the selection is great. When you go see them in person, you know what to do. Tell them Sports Scene sent you to Southeast Car Agency. That's not the sound of failure. It's the sound of social, educational, vocational, and spiritual training at Roadheaver Boys Ranch. When you donate your car, truck, RV, or boat to Roadheaver Boys Ranch, you'll get the maximum tax benefit, and we'll get much-needed funds to provide a wholesome home environment to at-risk young men who have no home of their own. Learn more at rbr.org. That's rbr.org. Roadheaver Boys Ranch. It's better to build boys than mend men. Come out for the ninth annual Bass Fishing Tournament February 24th at the Palatka City Docks benefiting Rotaheaver Boys Ranch. Become a sponsor or register for a great day of fishing. Sponsorships are tax deductible and a great family-oriented way to promote your business. Grand prize is $6,000 and boat launch numbers are first come, first served. To register, text Christopher Cell at 386-983-0658 or go to rbr.org for more details. Rotaheaver Boys Ranch. It's better to build boys than to mend men. Visit rbr.org. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. 800-398-0651. 800-398-0651. 800-398-0651. 
That's 800-398-0651. I was in a car accident that ultimately resulted in the death of my best friend. I initially contacted another law firm and I thought I was confident in that decision. As time went on, I was at a loss. I eventually reached out to Meldon Law from a family friend who knows Carrie himself and I gave him a call and they completely changed everything for me. If we can help you, give us a call at 1-800-373-8000. At Meldon Law, we won't back down. Score big on Valentine's Day with flowers and gifts from FloralExpressionsFlorist.com. Steve Russell will tell you to shop online, send those gifts early, and make it a Valentine's week. Could be more points for you. Call the people I trust, Floral Expressions Florist, 352-375-1234. We are your all for Tampa Bay Lightning Hockey. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world. WRUF Radio App. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF Radio App. Okay, one more segment with Sean, and then uh, Mandy O'Leary will be here to talk about her lacrosse team, which opens its season as well, to Sean's point. Lacrosse, softball, and uh, Larry wanted to ask that about your thoughts about softball, your thoughts about the prognosis for the season. I don't have any other than um, I've really enjoyed visiting with uh, Corby Otis, who is new to the program this year, All-American transferring in from Louisville, All-ACC last year, had a great visit with her. That was you know, one of these recent podcasts. Uh, obviously, obviously, it's hard to read into for those who cover – college softball what Florida's going to be like because they returned zero pitching so but yet for all intents and purposes he's brought in a truck full of arms yep and we'll see how that plays out I just I found it a little weird when I saw the preseason prediction yeah. for the Southeastern Conference yeah but then you know I was reminded well again people who cover this are looking at Tim Walton's team and saying he returns no pitching we don't really know what he has right well, okay, fine. Uh, last time I checked, they don't hand out trophies for preseason polls. So, giddy up. Let's go see how this develops. I, you know, five, is it five games this weekend for them to start their season? Yes. So, uh, and that's always a great event down in Tampa mm-hmm. and everything else. I'm really eager to get them back home, and I want to see for myself. I know that you'll be involved in covering them, too. So, you'll know more than I will, um, but I will be a very um, invested Spectator. There you go. Yes. Let's go to the phones. Andrew, hello. Yeah, I was wondering, what do you guys think? Uh, do you think Tennessee's got like a total leg up here on this SEC? It seems like they kind of lately just the games aren't even close. They've been beating everybody. Tennessee? I'm sorry. Tennessee. Tennessee. Yes. Yeah. Tennessee. I, I I loop I uh, I I stick them in the group of you know three at the top probably Tennessee Auburn as we mentioned I would rank as you know maybe the top team this week if I was doing kind of a power ranking thing and then here all of a sudden South Carolina has gone from being picked we we're just talking about preseason polls mm-hmm. picked last in the league and they may be in that elite group I and think. then and then I think and we've talked about this now seemingly for a couple of weeks and it seems to stick but there's this glob right there's this glob of teams. Right now in the SEC, Florida's one of them, and how they unpack themselves here is going to be really interesting to watch. I think the Tennessee's vulnerable in some ways. Some of it's on the road, which seemingly everybody is right now in the conference, but 
I don't know if they're – I don't see Tennessee running away with anything at the moment. And for this SEC tournament, uh, how do the seeds work? What, what, what kind of seed are we looking at, and what gets you a buy in the SEC tournament? Well, it's, 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 it's what we're going to see with baseball, not this year but next. next but, yep. look, the top four get the double buy. Uh, everybody's in, and you've got to fight your way and slog your way through it. Um, I think Florida's going to get the initial buy. They'll have you know one day off, and then they'll catch the teams that are at the very bottom coming at them. So I, I think Florida can finish, really, quite frankly, maybe as high as four. And I can't – what are they slotted right now? Six, seven, somewhere around that range. So I like, I like the idea of being in the top four. That would be awfully nice. All right. Uh, Tampa Mike says, why no consideration for a second-half zone against A&M? Could have stopped penetration, limited fouls, and forced poor shooting A&M team to shoot from outside. One concern for coach is when things go bad, I don't see much change to reset tempo – Offset opponent strength, etc. Comments. Also, a great interview with Monty. Well, thank you. Yeah, no. By the way, Monty Tells just one of the great human beings of all time. Um, good question, because I kind of thought about it too. With the way that A and M shoots the ball, that's a, a an invitation to zone him up a little bit. Although Radford was making things a little difficult. Yeah, he was. Um, a lot of difficult. Shouldn't have been playing, but. That's- <laughs> I was wondering. You want to go down I was wondering. You want to go down that road? We that. can. Um, I I don't have a really great answer, and I think those are valid um, things to bring up. I do think. I do think that adjustment wise, I'm not so sure that's fair, uh, because again, we have this real great. Um, luxury privilege to that lee humphrey goes into the timeout huddles a couple times and a half and he gives this lee's great he gives this detailed report back as if he's still playing the game like his he can literally verbatim spit back everything that was just discussed in the huddle and i tried to keep telling him so we can't consume all of it lee just give me the give me the bullet points here but anyway through those timeout um reports that lee was offering you could hear the adjustments being made how they were going to change their ball screen coverage up top uh, offensively, how they were trying to isolate on one side of the floor. Uh, Wade Taylor gets into foul trouble. They tried to isolate on him and have him pick up his fifth foul. They call a play for that, and, and he switched out of it. So you, you went after him to try and hang a fifth on him, uh, and, and he was smart enough to, to get out of the way, basically, of Zion Pullen. They had a nice switch defensively. So I... Yeah, I, I, I think the zone thing is a valid question. I think the adjustment thing is maybe not so valid if you dig in deep. You see them practice, and mm-hmm. I guess the other thing I might say here, although I don't know it, is it's one thing to say, we'll play a zone. Well, maybe you're not a good zone team. That's the other thing. I don't know that that's the case. I don't know. But sometimes if you're asking your team to do something it doesn't do particularly well, I'm not sure that's the way to go either, but I'm not at practice. I don't see that. Well, that's part of it, and it's a, it's not their forte. It's not Todd's cup of tea. Correct. You know, there's back-to-back cliches there. Yeah. <laughs> they can do it. they just rather not. You held a team to 67 points. So d- defensively, well I don't think it was the problem. Yeah, well said. The tempo changed. There were some bad possessions there. Um, yeah, that's, that's why Florida's not – Six and three instead of five and four right now. All right, let's end with this, Sean. If I were to say to you, 
What are the keys for Florida to win against Auburn this weekend? Go. Keep keep attacking with double-digit three-pointers. I think that's loosening some things up, and it, and it creates um, some matchup problems for Gator opponents. Much like we saw in the second half against A&M, you've got to play with tempo and, and, and get into transition as, as much as you can. And I think you need to not, especially against a team like Auburn, you can't get rattled by two things. You can't rattle yourself by committing live ball turnovers and giving them basically free or extra possessions. And then in a situation like with the way that Bruce Pearl's team plays, if the whistle's not to your liking or there's going to be that adverse stretch where Auburn's going to make a run, you can't let that rattle you. I don't think that's going to be the case here at home, but those to me will be the ones that kind of keep out, keep an eye out for. And you know who's a pretty unique player is Broom. He, yeah, his yeah. skill set is pretty unique. Yeah, that's what I mentioned earlier with regard to what makes them so yeah. dynamic is yeah. because they've got several players that have a unique skill set, size and speed, size and ball handling, guards who can play bigger in the low post than their size would indicate. That's, that's kind of the, the roster that tends to And they play like, a ton of guys. They play a ton of guys. Ten guys. Yes. I'm at you. Yes. Yeah. And there's, um, there's no finesse. <laughs> they're kind of a you know sledgehammer type approach yeah, yes yeah. and yes. see some people take that in a negative way and i get it if you're a bat but i mean that is a style if you will style. you have to contend with right yes yeah always good to have you my friend thanks thank you yep 131 time check brought to you by hayes jewelry espn 98 1 fm 850 am wruf Live from Weimer Hall on the campus of the University of Florida, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Oh, they're just nice people. It's not a bad, bad trip to the dentist like it was when I was younger. You know, that was a horrible thing, and, and now it's... it's go in and there are nice people there they talk to you they don't hurt you <laughs> this is fairly important to me yeah. well, and you look forward to coming here it's not yeah. like oh my gosh i'm going to the dentist it's okay we're going in to see everybody exceptional dentistry it sounds silly but it makes a difference in the way you look and feel about things so it's not just coming to the dentist it's we being... come see our friends exactly they're the best that's it this is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Hey, Bill, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako and Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warrantied work with 0% financing available. Visit MAACOGainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street. Hi there, this is Coach Steve Spurrier, and I want to let you know that Spurrier's Gridiron Grill's delicious brunch is now served in a premium buffet. And we're now serving Gainesville's only elevated buffet, complete with an omelet station, ginger sage chicken sausage, shredded short rib, and of course, our chicken and waffles. 
Plus, you can enjoy bottomless mimosas and Bloody Marys. So join us every Saturday and Sunday from 11 to 3 for the best brunch in town. This year, get your sweetheart a Valentine's memory that will last a lifetime. A singing Valentine from the Barbara Gators Chorus. Picture a tuxedoed quartet showing up at your sweetheart's office, favorite restaurant, or home to deliver the most memorable Valentine ever. A Barbara Gators Chorus Quartet will sing two love songs, plus deliver a red rose and a personalized card to your sweetheart on Valentine's Day. Call the Valentine's Hotline to schedule your singing Valentine anywhere in the Gainesville area with Barbara Gators today. 352-358-1131 or reserve your date at barbaragators.com. Daughtry Tree Service has been providing Alachua County with dependable, quality tree service at fair prices for 30 years. Trimming, removal, stump grinding, or storm cleanup. Get your free estimate at DaughtryTreeService.com. Your tree service people. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Skies mostly sunny today, winds coming in off the Atlantic Ocean, and temperatures warmer than yesterday. We should get into the lower 70s this afternoon. Tonight becoming partly cloudy. Areas of patchy fog tomorrow morning with mild low temperatures dropping to the low 50s and upper 40s. Tomorrow afternoon, a mixture of sun and clouds even warmer with highs in the mid-70s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Evan, Canty, and Michelle are unsportsmanlike. The Dallas Cowboys are not America's team. That's false advertising. It is. <laughs> yes, I mean, they are. I think they definitely are. They might be the the Kardashians of America because they're always in the headlines. There's always drama. We're always talking about them. But America loves winners. I personally would vote the Green Bay Packers as America's team because we love star power and they're always able to find the quarterback. Unsportsmanlike with Evan, Canty, and Michelle. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on WRUF. Hoop, there it is, with Steve Russell and ESPN's Mark Wise. Monday mornings at 11, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. This is Gator soccer coach Samantha Bohan, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right. Always appreciate Sean Kelly being here. 3928255. Email srussell at wruf.com. I saved this email from Ronnie, who listens in Pensacola. And Ronnie, I appreciate the email. He says, I've heard some buzz about Napier telling his staff to unfollow certain media members on social media. Can you elaborate and share your thoughts? My answer to that, Ronnie, is going to sound like I'm being a smart aleck, and I'm not. I'm going to tell you what I really think. It doesn't matter a lick to me. It doesn't matter. Because in the big picture, what does it really matter? What does that have to do with a win and a loss or whatever? If they don't like certain media people, if they want to unfollow them, okay, they have the right to do that. If they uh, are telling staff members to do that, okay. I mean, I don't know that I would do that. But, again, Ronnie, I'm trying to answer this, you know, 50,000-foot view. What does it matter? What, what matters is winning a game. Do you think any Alabama fan gave a hoot that Nick Saban could be a prick when it came to 
media. No. No. They don't care because he wins. That, that's all that matters, right? I mean, how many people loved Coach Spurrier when he digged Tennessee or, you know, dig Florida State? Why? Because you were, you were sticking it to him, right? And, and what's the common bond there? Winning. Winning. That's what that's about. Those things crop up when you lose. Nobody, nobody would care if they unfollowed me, unfollowed anybody if Florida was 10-2 and two last year. Nobody would care. Nobody would care, or very few would care, that Billy Napier isn't the most exciting public speaker if he was coming off a 10-win season last year. Nobody would care. But when you lose, there are some that find things to chew on. And I'll say this again. Go and listen to Napier's presser yesterday, which we aired. You can listen to the show yesterday. And you'll see he said quite a bit. He elaborated a lot on his coaches, why he picked them, you know, what their responsibilities were going to be. Yeah. Monty says, been a big uh, Lee fan, Lee Humphrey, ever since his days as a player, really enjoy his contributions on the radio. What's he do for a living in the offseason? I knew the answer to this one time, and I don't now. Um, but he does have a regular job. Maybe somebody knows that, they can tell me. Um, and shame on me for not knowing that, because I used to. By the way, the SEC Player of the Week this week, Johnny Broom, Auburn. 6'10", 240. You know where he's from? Plant City. Yep. Yeah. 15.5 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, and 4 blocks in Vanderbilt and Ole Miss. And then uh, that's pretty good. And then last night, doing pretty well also. This would be a big, big win for Florida. There is no doubt in my mind about that if the Gators can steal this one. Uh, and again, you, you like what they do at home, and we'll see if that in fact happens. I think it says a lot also about the listenership here. And I'm not saying it's bad. Don't get me wrong. We're not doing a show tomorrow. And I said today, as you call in, give me a Super Bowl prediction. Well, we have two. Bennett, maybe two people talk Super Bowl, right? That's it. That That's just stunning to me. Um, BB says he picks Magic Man Mahomes in case he win. Swift has shown 15 times and uh, total points 49. CBS, he says, since Swift started going to NFL games, Apex Marketing estimates $331 million has been added to the NFL in equivalent brand value. And 12 to 17-year-old girl viewership up 53%, pushing NFL viewership up 7% this year. Wonders how we could get somebody to show up at the Gator games and do it for them. Well, yeah, that would, that would certainly help a little bit. Uh, let's see here. Ronnie says, uh, I want to just read, uh, he says they, he agrees, 
Everybody's seen Banana Shape on other shows. Um, well, again, everybody has a right to have an opinion, Ronnie. And obviously, if you are one of the media people that is being unfollowed for whatever the reason, okay, I, I, I get it. I get it. So I guess we just have to wait and see, you know, what transpires. But I promise you, Gator fans will not care who's followed, who's unfollowed, if wins start happening. That is the elixir. That is the formula. And it always, almost always, will be. Sometimes you can win and not be popular too, but that's rare. Normally winning uh, cures a lot of things. 142, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Hope to have Mandy O'Leary on next to talk about her Gator Lacrosse team. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Lexi Skolnick. Tonight, Gators women's basketball takes on Arkansas at home after a tough blowout loss to LSU. The Gators will look to bounce back with a much-needed conference win. Coverage starts here tonight at 6.40 p.m. Tomorrow night, the Gators gymnastics team will host the Arkansas Razorbacks in their 18th annual Link to Pink sponsored by UF Health event. This event is to show support for the fight against breast cancer. In local high school hoops, Buholes boys will face off against Mosley tonight in a neutral playoff game. Both teams come to the match with the records of 16-9. After a tough loss for the Lightning last night, they're headed to face off the Islanders tonight at 8 p.m. That's your Gainesville Sports Center, and I'm Lexi Skolnick. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Patience and- Folks, you know Valentine's Day is right around the corner. I recommend you go to the best florist in town, my favorite floral expressions florist. Scott and his gang are the best at what they do, from roses Mixed bouquets, blooming plants, plus other gifts you'll love, like scented candles or even gourmet popcorn. They deliver, too. They make it so easy, and you're the one who's going to score the points, and that's important on Valentine's Day. Call them at 352-375-1234 or shop online now at floralexpressionsflorist.com. Floralexpressionsflorist.com. You'll be glad you did everywhere are experiencing joint pain relief thanks to QC Kinetics regenerative treatments. So how does this non-surgical approach work? QC Kinetics medical director Dr. Aaron Wolkoff explains. It's like when you get a paper cut and the cells that come onto that scene first stop the bleeding and then it recruits more cells to form new skin and new soft tissue and then you look down a week later, two weeks later and it's like nothing happened and that paper cut never existed. In this same way, QC Kinetics uses your natural biologics to help repair and restore aching knees, hips, shoulders, and backs. We take those same similar cells in different areas that are arthritic, are painful, and we cause this kind of internal self-healing that can resolve patients' pain. Relief without surgery. See if you're a candidate for QC Kinetics Regenerative Treatments. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. 
Man, it is a beautiful day to fish. Here's your life jacket. You know I can swim, right? So could a lot of people who died falling overboard. Come on, I'm not a kid. Fatalities are often men over 30. It's too hot to wear one. These new ones are complete. <sighs> there, happy? Ooh, I got one! Glad you wore the life jacket. Okay, yes. Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission reminds you to wear your life jacket. Visit wearitsflorida.com. Wear it, Florida. The new Okito America location in Tech City wants you to join in the fun. Okito Tech City Fun Fest is happening Saturday, February 24th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at San Velasco Tech City in Alachua. This free family event will feature over 75 vendors, Rides, games, music, food, and raffles, including a $1,000 scholarship to an Alachua County teacher for school supplies. Grab the family and head out to the grand opening of Okito's new Alachua location and celebration for the great businesses that make up our community. Okito Tech City Fun Fest. Free fun for all. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. When Sean Kelly was here, he hit the nail on the head. You're getting all these new seasons starting now. Baseball, softball, and lacrosse. Because lacrosse begins its season Saturday when they take on Loyola on the road. Head coach Amanda O'Leary of the Gators now joins us. Coach, always good to have you again. Thank you for doing this. I appreciate you having me. Thanks. Uh, i got to ask about this. I saw Scotland. What the heck? That's great. How'd you get to get to play Scotland? <laughs> yeah, if only we could return the trip, right? Um, yeah, it's yeah. exciting. They're um, yeah, they're <laughs> they're bringing their national team over. Um, so we're gonna have a little exhibition game, um, and so it's exciting. Yeah, to be able to play kind of an international flavor game, it's always good for our players to to see that, and um, obviously great to kind of mingle with the with the Scottish national team. Tell us about your team. Yeah, really excited for this season. Um, we have a, a ton of upperclassmen, a lot of uh, fifth-year seniors. Uh, we have a lot of seniors, pretty senior-laden, if you will, um, but also have some fantastic freshmen that are going to fill some some key slots for us. So we're really excited for the season, and certainly playing against the our start of our season, we hit um, – three of the top 10 teams in the country. So we're going to find out really quickly where we are um, in that in that big scheme of things. Yeah, I was going to ask, who made that schedule? But, I mean, it, it does. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'd like to blame my assistants, but unfortunately that falls on my shoulders. Yeah. But, I mean, in a way, though, Amanda, that, isn't that kind of good? Because you do kind of get to gauge, you know, where your team is early. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think, you know, lining up against Loyola, um, top 10 team in the country, I think it's going to show us, you know, a lot of where we are at this point. And, you know, win or lose, there's going to be a lot of film to watch. Um, some good things, some bad things, I'm sure. But, you know, certainly a great gauge to, to start the season. And I, I would rather play the best of the best um, and see where we are than, you know, kind of not do that. How do you go about putting together a schedule? 
Yeah, I mean, we have a we play a really aggressive out of conference schedule uh, simply because we can. Um, I always have felt that if in order to be the best, you have to play the best, and I think a lot of coaches have that same philosophy. So, you know, we really overload our out of conference schedule with top 10, top 15 teams uh, in the beginning of the season to really, I think, season ourselves for conference play and then certainly hopefully um, for the NCAA tournament time. I guess every coach has what they consider, Amanda, to be culture or what they want to have you know, with their team. And that varies each year with each team and what they do. But let's use that word uh, as you see this team before they start their season Saturday, what's your culture like? What do you like about your team? Yeah, I, I like a lot about this team. Um, we have some. We had some transfers come in. Um, Emily Heller's twin sister, Hannah, transferred in from UMass. Um, so we have a, a bunch of sister acts on the team, which is always fun and adds to the culture. Uh, we just had a really, really group, a really good group of transfers come in and seamlessly find their way um, onto the team, building that team culture. And I think our upperclassmen have done a fantastic job of of making sure our locker room is where it needs to be. And certainly um, they want to be at the end of the year holding that, that trophy above their head. And I think they're well on their way of, of being able to do that because I do think our team culture is is pretty special this year. You know, one of the, whether it's good, bad, or whatever, you know, people who listen to this show uh, always talk about NIL and what that does and what that is. Uh, how much of an effect has that had on your sport? Yeah, we're we're kind of in the infancy stages of, of NIL at, at this point for lacrosse. Uh you know, I think there's there's certainly some programs out there that that have a little bit more experience than we do. Um, so we've been we we're kind of on the infancy stages, whereas you know some of the other sports in, at at UF are, are certainly more in the in the thick of it. So I I think that will come with time, but at this point, um, you know, we're we're just kind of finding our own way there. A lot of times when you have transfers come in, you get those those veteran people, uh, you have a very good freshman class. How many of those freshmen do you think will uh, make significant contributions? Yeah, we'll have a we'll have a big significant um, play by those freshmen. Um, they were highly touted coming in. They're a great class. Um, they work really hard, um, as does everybody on the team. But they're they're really talented, and I, I think they're going to see some significant playing time, um, no doubt. And and they're the key to your future as well. I mean, I think the transfer portal is fantastic, um, but you don't want to. I don't think you want to put all your eggs in that basket because it's, you know, one and done. So I think for us, we want to build for the future. We want to build um, some, I think, just build for the future, obviously, with some consistency through our roster. Um, So uh, we were excited. Yeah, really excited about that freshman class and, and them getting some significant playing time throughout the season. Uh, I have an email for you. Uh gentleman's name is Bill, and he says, I've become a late convert to your sport. Uh, love watching your, you and your kids play. But he said, I'm not familiar at all with recruiting. He said, are there recruiting hotbeds? He said, for example, in football, you know, the South, et cetera, are there recruiting mm-hmm. hot, hotbeds uh, from the high school point of view for your sport? 
Yeah, I mean, the, the hotbeds, uh, you know, right now still continue to be the Maryland, Long Island, New York, um, Northern Virginia, um, Philadelphia. They they remain New Jersey, kind of the hotbeds. But I'm so excited for the growth um, of our sport within the state of Florida. Um, we now um, will have a couple kids um, on our roster from the state of Florida, which is something that we've been, you know, hoping for for years that that would come to fruition. And now we're we're starting to get some some great players from the state of Florida. So excited for that opportunity to recruit in state. Um, obviously, with the bright futures, uh, it just it makes bit easier um, when that recruiting trail and obviously being the uh, the flagship uh, state school that's that's also super helpful so um, yeah we're we're excited for having that uh, having that in-state ability last question I just talked to Tim Walton the other day I asked him this question I'll ask you the same one because I'm always fascinated you know I've only coached at the high school level but I always like the fact you know, about what drives coaches. What what do they still get out of coaching? So I'm going to ask you that. I haven't asked you that ever since you've been on here. What still drives you as a coach, Amanda? What do you still get out of being the head coach here? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just the relationships that you build. Um, you have a new team every year. You have new faces. You get to watch these young women come in as freshmen and and grow and go through adversity and go through the good, the bad, the, you know, things that um, only as a coach do you have, you know, you're privy to because you get to, you're with them at, more so than probably anybody else at the university. So I think those relationships that you have with your student athletes, the relationships that you have with your staff, your support staff, uh, you know, the, the Reggie who works on our field, um, you know, those, those relationships are just super special. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade my job for the world because I get the, I get to get up every morning, be surrounded by, 40 amazing young women be surrounded by an amazing staff. And, you know, I just I wake up with a smile on my face, ready to go every day because of it. That's so cool. Uh, right, give yourself the chance here. You're going to open on the road Saturday, and then Scotland comes here. So what's the first time Gator fans can see your team? Yeah, I mean, they can, they can come to the Scotland game. Um, it's going to be more of an exhibition, um, but – um, we we actually um, are at home against Jacksonville later on in the month, so that'll be the the first opportunity um, for us to be at home with a with a a non international um, <laughs> opponent, if you will. I always appreciate you doing this, Amanda. Thank you. Good luck in the year, and we'll get you back as the year progresses. Thank you. Thank you. You got it. She's great, Amanda O'Leary. Uh, she is the uh, coach of Gator Lacrosse. Uh, okay, we got, uh, what, two, three minutes here. Uh, no show tomorrow. Uh, but I do want to tell you my Super Bowl prediction. San Francisco. And I'm not, there's a lot of people that don't like the Chiefs because they're winning. And I get that. I get that. Uh but I just think San Francisco, I, you know, if, if I'm Brock Purdy, a little, little chip on the shoulder here, you know, game manager, all that kind of stuff, uh, we'll see uh, what happens with that. So, Stephen, you asked me what my pick was. I just told you. Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go to uh, 
the betting window with it. Uh, I'll say that. Um, Andrew says 49ers by three. Had good success lately with Auburn. You think that helps? Or with a portal, it's a whole new game. Does it help Golden work for Pearl? Yeah, a little bit, I think. Uh, he kind of would understand tendencies. But I think, you know, each team, Andrew's a little bit different. And remember, this is a, a, an Auburn team that comes at you in waves. I mean, they're they're, they're going to play probably 10 people and come at you big time. So, you know, understand that uh, as well. Uh, okay. One last email here, and then we'll call it a day. Uh, Philip says, Steve, I'm not trying to blow your horn here. He said, but I really enjoy the interviews that you do. Uh, he said, how do you prepare for them? You know, in 25-plus years, I've never been asked that question, ever. Uh, I do prepare a lot because uh, I don't want to come off stupid. I can make that happen on my own. So, And I want to make the person I'm interviewing feel like I've done some prep work. Like I, I, so they can understand that, oh, yeah, he's asking me a, you know, a, a legitimate question. So I do a lot of background, a lot of prep. Sometimes it's, it, when it's with people I know, uh, you know, I can ask him some more personal things. But, like, you know, lacrosse is not, you know, a sport that I'm really into per se. So I looked at her roster. You know, a lot of freshmen, a lot of grad. That's why I asked her about, you know, the continuity of the team because there's a lot of young and a lot of older on the team. And uh, I, that's one of the, the, the best things that I enjoy doing. I enjoy interviewing people and getting information from them for you. Mike says Kansas City by two touchdowns. Wow. Okay. Well, we'll see if that is indeed the case. Our thanks today to Gator Lacrosse coach uh, Mandy O'Leary, to the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, to the coach, Herm Edwards, talking National Football League from ESPN. Uh, and Monty Towell, now the boys basketball coach at Oak Hall. Thanks to Bennett for producing. Thanks for you to take your time out of your busy day to listen. It is always appreciated. We'll see you again Monday. We'll check out everything that happens this weekend right here on Sports Scene. You're listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.